Like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. It is Friday, October 17th. We're going down to the end of the month. Oh, I you were going down And we've had freeze now. Yes. We're going, it's, uh, what is it outside? 40, it was 40 some degrees outside. It's really outside. pretty nice. I didn't need my coat, but I had it anyway. I left the windows open downstairs here in the studio. Ooh, was it a little chilly? I came downstairs. It was 64 degrees in the studio. Perfect, right? It, it, yeah. <laughs> Now it's 71 degrees. I'm Derek Hutchison. Uh, this is my sister in Christ, Dawn Orr. Jimbo is behind the producer's uh, window producing the show. Uh, we want to welcome you to Becoming Christ like we have been uh, talking about, or started last week talking about Halloween. Yes. And been, no pun intended, catching hell for it ever since. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to learn more about Becoming Christlike, go to our webpage at BeMoreChristlike.com. If you want to join in on the fun that's going on on Facebook and Twitter, you can follow us on Facebook at Becoming Christlike, on Twitter at Christlike Today. It, it, it is just a mess. Not It's not a mess. I was going to say, how could you say that? It's not a mess. It gets uh, chatty during yes. this time uh, yes. that we do, especially when we do certain Controversial subjects. Controversial subjects. Yeah. And it's really one of the times that I've been most engaged in our Facebook and putting <laughs> things on Facebook. And That's because I give you the ones that don't Well, like. I actually have one today that, that I, I saw and I thought this would be neat to, to bring up. We talked a little bit about an individual yesterday, or not yesterday, last, last week, week. Uh, on Facebook and, yes. and her discontent. Uh, with Halloween and and uh, one of the things that we've talked about is uh, obviously it's a personal decision for everybody. Do you celebrate Halloween? Do you not celebrate Halloween? Do you go out trick or treating? Do you not? Do you bolt your doors? Turn off your lights? That's what we do a lot. <laughs> that yeah, but you not, said to eat the candy. That's right. It's not because we don't we don't enjoy uh, Halloween. It's that uh, we don't have any candy left because we ate it all. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, we ate it all. Well, I live so far out in the country, I don't get very many, so grandkids. <laughs> you know, it's been really interesting. We're going to talk today. Last week, we talked a little bit about history. We had Harry uh, Marlowe call in and, and talk to us a little bit about uh, his house that, that he decorated <laughs> with his kids. It scared the living daylights out of you guys. Oh, yeah. My uh, girls didn't like it. <laughs> and, and this idea of... And, I've been looking and studying it for 20 years now because I've done it with youth groups, but looking at it even more on the, on the interwebbery, uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> can't. I'm losing it. I'm just losing it. Why? Well, I just, you know. 
It's because there's so much of this idea and this talk of should we celebrate uh, Halloween? Should Christians celebrate Halloween? And I think that's the wrong question to ask. The, the question is, can Christians celebrate. celebrate Halloween? But here's the difference. You've spent 20 years researching it and growing in it right. in 20 years. If you don't do that for yourself, you don't grow. Well, there's so much preconceived ideas out there of yes. should we, should we not. Uh, it really all depends on which YouTube uh, you click on or which article you read. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be doing that for the next couple of weeks until we get to Halloween Ooh. two weeks from today, yes. October 31st, All Hallows Eve. And so uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of thing on Facebook. We're going to be talking about a thing called Hell House. Uh, all things that happen in the Christian atmosphere as this time approaches of October 31st. So uh, we hope that you enjoy the show and you share it with other people. Again, you can find us at bemorechristlike.com. Follow our Facebook at Becoming Christlike and our, our Twitter our Twitter page at Christlike Today. Let's go ahead and and, uh, and ask God to bless this time that we have. Father God, we do thank you. Uh, each and every Friday we come together and we share your word and we we try and figure out what it means to be Christlike. Uh, to be like your son, to to show love and compassion and mercy. And uh, we seek to bring hope to people's lives. And through the working of your spirit, we pray, Father God, that you would empower us today to speak your word, to do your will, uh, that you might be glorified. So we give this time to you in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, let me tell you what's really got me upset. See, I was upset yesterday too with oh. Derek and George show. It's it's it, George, and it's still going. It's still going. George okay. George is sure uh that it's because I look at the internet too much. It's it's his his big thing is is that I I know too much. Well, you're putting the wrong things in your mind. That's what you feed yourself with? No. No, it's the more I it's the more I know uh the less I don't. That's, that's a, a Solomon <laughs> okay. Hutch thing. Keep going. That's Solomon Hutch. It's the more I see. And, and that that's a danger. It's not a danger, but it's something you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Because just like you said, there there is something to the old adage that ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. There is that old adage that you can become set in your ways. And this is how I I think, and this is what I know to be true. And I'm fine with it until you get out there and find out that, hey, maybe what I thought wasn't true or I had no idea that this was going on out here. Exactly. And the more you learn, the more you find out. That's right. Uh, you have to be prepared for what's going on out there. And you have to be willing to make the changes or the willingness is the the open part. And the more I learn out that's going on out there, and like I said, over 20 years of studying this, the more I just shake my head, and and it's not that I'm sad or anything about it. It's just that, man, wow, really? That's what you know, really? Right. That's what I. That's what I want to say. Well, see, and I'm new at it, so you'll be nodding your head <laughs> off at me a lot. <laughs> Just like, this is what we're doing. And I think I'm becoming more simplified in my faith, uh, whether it's, I don't think that it's coming easier. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, you always struggle with it. But I, I'm just becoming more settled in my 
That's my phone. Oh, that's your phone. I thought anytime I hear a buzz like that, I think, I think, okay, what part of the electrical system now is going down? What's going on? Because sometimes you hear that buzz right before blog talk's getting ready to go down. (laughs) And uh, I look at this, the whole question, and it's been, it's been around this whole idea of, should we do it? Mm-hmm. Should we do it? And, I have and, a, I have I have come to a new simple answer. I'm not a pagan. I'm not, not a pagan. That's, That's right. my answer. I'm not a pagan. I don't think like a pagan. I honor I God and I, I try to honor God in everything I do. I don't worship or not worship like a pagan. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't uh, even think like a pagan. I don't even see it like a pagan <laughs> sees it. I don't. I don't involve myself in pagan rituals. No. Or pagan practices. No. That's that's my new theory. That's mine. But guess what? What? To some people it doesn't matter. I know. And that's what we're I got fi- that. <laughs> that's what we're finding out. That's what we're finding out as you open it up to Facebook because we're not afraid. No, Twitter is worse than Facebook. <laughs> and we're not afraid of any comment. We're not uh we're not afraid of any tweet. Address um, them to Derek. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not we're not afraid to answer. We're not afraid to state this is what we believe. We're not hiding behind anything. So by golly, go on there and and let us know what you think. And and there are some, uh, just like we said before, you can find you can find more things of why we shouldn't mm-hmm. than why we should, or why we can and why we can't, and and uh, why we're going to hell and why we're not going to hell. You can. F- I mean, it really depends on your Google search and what you want to click on. Right. And it, how open-minded you are. And that's what I and do. And the background you come from. The the basic way that I have always done any type of research is I, I decide what I believe about the subject, and then I seek out everything that is opposite of that. And see if it it's very you? It's very easy to read an agreement. Mm-hmm. Somebody who agrees with you, it's very easy to read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not same reason I I keep an eye on MSNBC. I mean, it's, it's why I keep an eye on. It does help you define your thoughts, though. On Derek and George, when we talk about conservative politics, uh, I, I I go to. There are some that I can't stomach, uh, uh-huh. but it, it it helps me know. This is what the other side is saying. You know, you just gave me an aha moment. I can remember telling you when I first started going to church, yeah. don't tell me anything but the truth. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> but the truth. I've got to know the direction I'm headed. Right. So I think sometimes that depends on where you are in your growth. Sure. I could only hear the truth for a while. Now I can hear the opposite and try and pick out some of the bad, but... Well, and the nice or thing, the things I don't agree with are more apparent now because before I just needed yeah. truth. And when you get into a subject like Halloween, what becomes blurred is the idea of now within within the body of Christ, we are debating and discussing the idea of what is the truth. Mm-hmm. Are, uh, There's uh, one other problem. Just they one? turn well, lots, but <laughs> one other big one I see they turn on you. Sure. I mean, I mean, Christians turn against Christians because they don't agree and actually put the division bigger than what it should be. That's right. And that's what's scary. That's, that's exactly right. That's the last thing Jesus wanted. So what I wanted to, uh, so what I wanted to to look at, and and we talked a little bit about this last week, and we're going to talk about it today, is the whole idea of 
you know, with and it's for anything, but I think it's amplified during Halloween. What do what do excuse me, non-believers think about us when we talk amongst ourselves so so to speak on the internet as much as to yourself as you can about halloween when we do things that uh, when when christians put videos about halloween on youtube when christians uh do things like the hell house uh when we try and take this this holiday and speak the gospel to it and it was it was, it was amazing so did you look it up i can say i did not look that what, what up i up. did was i i i went to different sites mm-hmm. about halloween i went to different things uh different youtubes about hell house and ones that i had seen before but as I do on m- most things, I go down to the comments, comments to see what people are saying. It's the same thing that we do on Facebook. We go down to the comments and we see, okay, uh, last week we had an individual who had one. I have one today that was on Facebook um, uh, from, I think, Lorem Amicus, yes. <laughs> who quoted, I can't think if it was Corinthians or what it was. 1 Corinthians. Yeah, First 10, Corinthians. 20. 10, yeah, 10, 20 through 22 yeah. on us that uh, uh, to, to not be involved with in the sharing of the bread, which is a great yeah. verse. Uh, Especially if you're susceptible to being pulled in by a pagan. And. And metaphorically applicable, I suppose, to what we're talking about. But but Paul was not. Paul was talking about something else, not this. So you know, and we've talked about this. And everywhere you go, you will see scripture that you know. Will tell you no way. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. These are the things that were, don't 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 do it. Don't do it. I think we can all agree that it has to apply metaphorically. Analogous, whatever you want to say, because nowhere in Scripture does anyone talk about Halloween. No, they do not. (laughs) It's one of those gray areas there. So we have to take Scripture that says, "How are we to be Christ-like?" That's that's what we're shooting for in this. How do I constantly, on a daily basis, in my head, in my heart, and to the people that that I interact with? portray, exude, whatever, an idea of being Christ-like. And so it boils down to that question of, can you glorify God with a trick-or-treat bag in your hand? I mean, the real, I mean that, that's what it is. <clears throat> and what I have found out is this. Yeah, I've looked at everything that everybody's... You know, saying things about I've looked at these videos and why we shouldn't and why it's okay to and everything and it all boils down to this. This is this is the main gist of it. The gist of it is that it is a holiday that is used by other religions and beliefs in a certain way, and because they use it in a certain way, we shouldn't. Celebrate it. That's right. 
That's that's they what, they that's honor the is. devil with their side, and there's no way we can have anything to do with it because it has to do with the devil. Right. Which which isn't quite really true where the pagan roots come from either. That's right. You know it because you know because it, 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 we talk about Sawin, which is which is the the Celtic uh, history of it. Right. And the end actually, of the harvest, the day of the dead. Um, that that whole idea of of being able to talk with the dead who haven't went on right and 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 then moving on to the to the idea of how do we get through the hard winter and this this harvest festival and the, it, keeping the evil spirits away um and and that's there what, was sacrifices though at one point at one too. point yes. there there were sacrifices mm-hmm. uh, absolutely and of course we see as it's come up through uh through history and and we talk about you know, in America, the idea of it really not taking over until the potato famine. Right. When the Irish came, came in, came over, but some two million people came over. Uh, really not until the 1920s, moving on through the 30s, um, and then having to pull it back a little bit because it got out of hand with the right. kids. With the in the 50s, they liked the, the trick more than the, the, the treat. treat. Yes. Absolutely. And so uh, towns were getting vandalized, <laughs> and they were like, Toilet hey. Paper and... Then the Boy Scouts got involved. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, the Boy Scouts got involved, and UNICEF got involved. The whole idea of starting to trick-or-treat now with a purpose of raising funds uh, oh. for... Uh, then some towns cut it off because they felt that trick-or-treating was an idea or, or a sense of extortion. Do this. I can see that. You know, do this or we're going to mess up your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the commercial industry got involved and found out that, that uh, kids love candy. Eight million dollars worth of candy and costumes, you mean? Yeah. And, just, and so it really has morphed into something of is what Halloween is today is, is not. nothing. What it, it was, but they will, but detractors will say, but it is still for some people, and it is. Some people still practice pagan. That's why I said I'm not ritual, a pagan. Rituals, That's it. <laughs> and some people see it as a, a demonic thing, yes. and we're going to talk to the dead, and we're going to pull out our Ouija board, and Halloween is the day when the veil is the thinnest. I. I've never understood that. I don't understand why October 31st is the day that the veil is the thinnest between the day. It just, why not June 4th? Why not August 15th? Exactly. I I don't understand that. And And scripture doesn't support that theory anyway. Exactly. You go to heaven or you go to hell. Right, right. You know, there's the one scripture of, of uh, you know, when we when we we get the opportunity, looks up from hell and sees. And, but there's, there is the idea, and it really does boil down to that idea of simply because somebody uses it for evil, that I can't use it for, for good. good. Mm-hmm. And that is not scriptural at all. That is... And how many times do we see what you intended for evil? And I God intended, intended for good. good. Right. Um, but but what what will happen is, and I've seen it, and <laughs> even I've even been said it's been said to me. Oh dear. Of people who just say, "Do you, uh, Derek? You can't do Halloween, man." 
they will pull out the scripture in Revelation that says in the end days, people will call evil good and good evil. And that's what you're doing, Derek. You're taking Halloween, which is evil, and you're calling it good. Yes, I've got that several times already. On I think what Twitter. is important uh, for everyone to, to know about our ministry is that when we talk about the evil parts of Halloween, the sacrifices, the talking to the dead, talking to, the dead, talking to um, uh, or that that whole idea of of worshiping something other than God. Yes. One, we don't do that. Two, that is bad. Don't do that. There's only one God. There's only one God. Uh, we don't worship Mother Earth. But simply because it happens on that day, and and we might go trick-or-treating, does not mean that we condone or support. I That's where I can't make the connection. The gap is too big for me because it applies in so many other areas. We talked about it last week with Easter, with Christmas. Mm-hmm. I spent two hours this morning from 3.30 to 5.30 reading articles not about Halloween, but about Christmas. Oh, really? Well, I had wanted to get into more of Soul Invictus, and and I I read where it's. <laughs> I was reading an article that this guy was so adamant that Christmas is not based on Saturnalia or Soul Invictus. That Soul Invictus is. Yeah, I'm looking at you. I've not looked any of that up. Soul Invictus is is. Uh, around December, it started really December 31st, and then they moved it all. Sol Invictus is Latin, which which means uh, the the unconquered sun. And of course, in in ancient times, and they there was a lot of sun worshiping, mm. and that's why you have crowns with with points on them. And you've seen a crown oh, with, yes. with little points. Well, that crowns the rays of the sun. It was oh. the the whole idea. And and that that's really the reason that Christmas is on December 25th, when we all know that's not when Jesus was born, because shepherds don't go out in the field in in Hebron in December 25th. December, yes. They just don't. So we, we know that that's not it. But yet we still... We still celebrated around that time. And if you were to apply the same logic that says that even though you may not, you may use it for another reason, you're still uh, supporting this whole idea of Sol Invictus. So there's a lot of articles out there that are just adamant that that was not it. And all it is is a rationalization to keep Christmas on the 25th. I think it's silly that way. I think it's silly for Halloween. I think it's well, silly we, for Easter. I think it's silly for Thanksgiving. I mean, we should be celebrating kind of the reason of Christmas all ex- year long. Exactly, and so th- that really isn't a good uh, foundation to build your your debate upon. No, because it falls apart so easily. Uh, I, I and. And so what happens is then we start to say, okay, if we're going to do this, how do we do it in a gospel-minded way? And man, we run off the rails. Because everybody has an opinion. And one of the things is the hell house. Yes. Also, the other thing that that I looked up and I did not know 
this is if you don't know this it's going to drive the people who who hate halloween just crazy anoka minnesota I don't know it. The Halloween capital of the world by congressional declaration. I didn't know that. Anoka, Minnesota. I went on their webpage. Mm-hmm. They are it was Anoka, Minnesota is supposedly or has been declared by Congress as the first place in the United States to celebrate Halloween. Really? Yes. I wouldn't have thought Anoka, that. Anoka, Minnesota. And so I went on their webpage. Uh-huh. This town does it up. All out, I'm, huh? I, all out. And so I brought up their webpage oh, before we go cool. to, to break. I want to to share some of their activities and for us to look at it and say And see if it's in the light of what Christ. What in the world? Now obviously it's a it's a government. I mean it's a town, so some of the things are, you know. I mean, but I mean, just listen. Isn't this something that you want to be a part of? I would. Well, I have to know what it is. I'm going to tell you right here. (laughs) This is the 2014 event calendar for Anoka, Minnesota. Right there, the Halloween capital of the world. If you want to see it, go to AnokaHalloween.com. All right. All right. You should put that on our. You should put that on our page before we go to break here. Okay. Starts on Friday, October 10th. Oh I mean, they start three weeks. Hey, before. man, we're even past the Shaman Festival here. The Pumpkin Bowl. Oh. There's a pumpkin bowl that goes on, and what that is is uh, it's a thing out in the field, and they do things with the kids, and and you're rolling your pumpkin, and it, that's basically what it is. You find your pumpkin. You, I mean, it's a pumpkin patch thing. It's a race. It, a it, race yeah. of pumpkins. Unfortunately, the Bones and Brew got canceled this year because of permitting problems. Oh, you, no. you couldn't get the permit. They're sad to announce it. Then on Wednesday, October 15th, there's family movie night and dinner. Oh, that Ano nice. At the Anoka American Legion. I'm sorry, Jimbo, how much time we got? Did you? I can't hear you. Okay, thanks. Um, family movie night. Then on October 17th, we've got the Orange Tie a uh, ball and silent auction. I Ooh. went into this page. It's really cool. At the Green Haven Country Club, forty dollars a person. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm gonna bring up a little bit of pictures here, and you can see that you know, evidently, everybody. There's lots of pictures, and you dress up in your orange tie, and it's a ball. Cool. And it's an auction, and I don't see any devil worshiping there. I don't even see badly dressed. There's Uh. a spider. All kids dressed up. They all got their orange ties on, tuxedos. Yeah. Uh, All that looks good. Uh, And then there's a Saturday, October 18th, or which is, well, let's see. (gasps) Tonight is the orange ball, is the orange tie ball. Ooh. If you're around in Oka, Minnesota. Go. Go. Tomorrow is the dog costume contest. Well, my kids would have liked that. We took our Homemade and pre-made purchase costume contest. It was first, second, third place. Uh, Saturday, October 18th is the Amazing Race. That's $60 per team. Ages 16 and older, teams of two will race through out the city of Anoka, competing in unique events, earning clues to the next destination along the way to earn a cash prize of $250. Ooh, now that sounds good. That sounds fun. Uh, Saturday, October 18th, tomorrow, is Halloween fun at the library. Hmm. Uh, enjoy an hour of Halloween stories, songs, surprises, uh, followed by an indoor costume. Uh, tomorrow is the pumpkin carving contest. 
Uh, tomorrow is also Light Up the Night Parade. Get ready to watch a spectacular parade when the lights go off on Main Street. Ooh. Beautiful floats with shining lights. Uh, fired out for the fun bonfire tomorrow night. There's a f- uh, family. There's medallion hunts on Saturday. On uh, Monday, there's an, the Anoka Halloween Bingo. Oh, cool. Uh, Tuesday is the Anti-Crime Commission Fundraising Breakfast. Uh, the 23rd that annual. Took the, that took the trick out of it, didn't Wen- it? <laughs> Wednesday, October 22nd, is the 23rd annual house decorating contest. Oh, Thursday is the Halloween wine tasting contest. That sounds like a fun one. <laughs> Uh, Friday, October 24th is the preschool costume contest. There you go. And Friday is also is the big parade of little people where all the young kids do a big giant parade in their little costumes at Anoka. And then finally, uh, there's an annual Halloween block party. Uh, and there's a carnival, uh, pre, uh, pre parade reception. Uh, there's a fitness walk, uh, and then finally, there's the Grand Day Parade, uh, there's an Ambassador Coronation, there's a Pancake Breakfast, and finally a Monster Mash. So, wow. tons of stuff going on in uh, Anoka. That's a long couple of weeks, I'd be tired. I don't think that you could look at that and say, you know. That any of it dishonors God. Exactly. I love the Amazing Race. <laughs> yes. I thought that was a great takeoff, Amazing Race. A, a city uh, has has looked at this and said, this is how we're going to raise funds. This is what we're going to do things uh, for. We're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, we're going to begin talking about Hell House. Uh, and I'm going to share with you a uh, a recording that I have used. And we'll talk about it. And it is called A Letter from Hell. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be listening to that, talking about more about Halloween. Should Christians, shouldn't they, can we, can't we? Uh, can you accidentally worship the devil? We're going to be talking about that right here on Becoming Christlike, Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. And that has made all the difference. The road less traveled internet ministries. Derek and George Live. Becoming Christlike. Solo and Hutch. All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time and Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time as we invite you to join us on a journey, a journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the Road Less Traveled, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking about Halloween and should we or shouldn't we as Christians, can we or can't we? And I think, like I said before, that's the better question. Can we or can't we? Should you? I don't know if you should. You decide if you should. But I can't tell you that you should, that you can't, you know, don't do it or you're going to hell. But that's what we're finding out. I have this YouTube video. It's called Why Christians Shouldn't Celebrate Halloween, and it gives ten reasons. Oh, really? And I want to see if any of these reasons uh, make sense. Pat answer. I mean, just actually make sense. Reason number one, October 31st has long been known as the Festival of the Dead. The Celtic tribes and their priests, the Druids, celebrated this day as a change from life to death. That's reason number one. That is historically and factually correct. What it has to do with me celebrating Halloween, I have no idea. It has to do with the Celtics uh, and their beliefs. I have, I have no idea. Yeah. But that, not mine. It's actually correct, but I have no idea what that has to do with me. I'll, I'll, I'll let it run for just a minute here, and we'll get to, to reason number two. Because, and, and most of these reasons are like that. I don't understand what this means, though. Reason number two, Halloween today is performed usually by the adherents of witchcraft, who use the night for their rituals. Witches celebrate Halloween as the first feast of the witchcraft year. Being a festival of the dead, Halloween is a time when witches attempt to communicate with the dead through various forms of divination. That could be true. Again, I'm not what does that have to do with me? Right. I'm not a witch. I don't, I don't do, do that. that. And simply because I I, I go to a, a Halloween party or I have my kids trick-or-treat doesn't mean that I condone that, accept that, believe that, or endorse that. Or nor would we let our kids partake in anything exactly. that was going on like that. Exactly. We get into reason number two, or reason three. number three. Christians should not be involved with occult practice or divination. Absolutely. I agree. Totally. I agree. What does that have to do with Halloween? Simply because it used to be done that way, or somebody does that, what does that have to do with Halloween? That's right. Well, the thing of and it me, is, and me, and you. That's the thing. Yeah. Because back, even back in the day, the Pope changed the date of this. It wasn't. That's they're right. the ones who kept trying to transfer it in, so it doesn't have. That's right. It just, just doesn't have. Note God's command against divination in De- Deuteronomy 18. Absolutely, it's there. Don't do it. If that's but I'm not. Doing. But I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I'm not doing it. And and. Uh oh. Oh, did we lose Blog Talk or did we just lose Jimbo? I think we might have just lost Jimbo. Um, but I think we are still on. Yeah, we're still on the air. Oh, good. So, so I will try and get uh, uh, Jimbo back and see. Jimbo, are you there? Okay. okay. I don't have you up on video right now, but I do have you in my. I do have you in my head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great picture too. Huh? Yeah, great picture. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and, and let's see where we're at here. Why Chris? Okay, let me go back just a second. Again, uh, Deuteronomy 18, absolutely don't do it. 
Absolutely. Uh, reason number four. Occultists believe Halloween is a time of transition between life and death. He said that. Some occult practitioners practice divination, believed you could learn the secret. And, and he goes on like this, reason after reason after reason, giving us a history lesson. I know what it used to be. I know what it is still used for sometimes today. Maybe by some people somewhere else. But, but I'm here. not doing that. That's me. I'm not do- People on Christmas still celebrate Saturnalia. The, the I iron. never heard it before today, so how can I celebrate it? <laughs> Saturnalia is is, uh, is is from the Roman god Saturn, and with the hole in the boughs and everything, uh, the 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 tree. I don't, but because somebody else does, it, it's really. This is a poor example. Poor example, but it. it in a way, it connects. Simply because people use the internet for horrible, horrible, horrible paganistic things. Mm-hmm. There are sites on the internet that are dedicated to the worship of Satan. To to just horrible, unspeakable things. But simply because it's used that way... Doesn't, by some. By some. According to their reasoning then I shouldn't use the Internet. That is a a, a similarity. And I think what they would say is, yeah, but that's not originally what it was for. We need to look at what it was originally for. But that doesn't hold up well either. Because just the the idea of of why something was originally created and that it can't transform... Which is what we did with All Saints Day, which is what we've done with All Souls Day, which is what we've done with Christmas Day, which is what we've done with Easter Day, which is what we have done with Thanksgiving. Absolutely. We adapt. We take what is evil or what might be considered evil and turn it into good. That's what God does. Absolutely. And so what we have done is we have tried to, at some point in time, take these ideas and change them. And one uh, way that we've done that is by this hell house. Hell An house. incorrect way, I might add before we start. Hell house was, it, it, I don't know if it was originally started, but the it, most widely known back in 2000, there was a uh, a movie that was made about it or a documentary that was made from script to the end of, of Trinity Church in Dallas, Texas. They they took you through the writing of the script all the way to the end of it. Hell House is basically a haunted house on Halloween or the day before Halloween or the week of, whatever, that takes people through a myriad of presentations of what Trinity Church determines to be sins. There's an abortion. Uh, there is a suicide, and the script changes. Uh, there is a, a, a lesbian who commits suicide and goes to hell. There's a person who has an abortion and ends up bleeding out and dying and going to hell. There is a, a, a gay man who uh, contracts AIDS, dies, and goes to hell. All of there's a drug overdose that dies that goes to hell, and what what the the point of this is is they're trying to point out that if you die in your sins, you'll go to hell. But they miss a point. 
because the way that it's presented is that these are the bad ones. These are the bad sins that are, that are send you to hell. They don't show the nice lady on the street that you've known for 40 years who's just a fantastic person, but she's an atheist. They don't show that one dying and going to hell. They don't show... And then at the end, you're put in this room and, and said, you need to make a decision. You know, do it. You might not get out of there if you don't do the yeah. one they want. That's the problem. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And so... Um, you can you can imagine that the reaction to this because this isn't a thing for Christians it, just for Christians I mean we're talking everybody goes to the hell house to see what it's like I think they said in that in 2000 there were some 13,000 people that went through this which is a great group to be able to to profess the, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ my question is I'm just wondering if don't get me wrong the gospel says without Christ you know you're 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 doomed mm-hmm. uh condemned to hell without Christ in your life and that message is correct but i think they're they're missing they they're missing their target audience because they're taking the, the target audience off and some people will say, well, uh, boldly proclaiming the gospel. That is boldly proclaiming the gospel. They almost took God and his grace out, out of, of it. it, though. <laughs> I mean, God is the one who really gets to us. Right. Not, I mean, we're supposed to be people, but doing it with condemnation instead of conviction is yeah, terrible. It's just and really. No grace, no love. Really, really. Uh, You're forced to do that. You even are being almost forced to give up your freedom to choose. Right, right. And so uh, one of the things that I did was I, I, I began thinking about how how I did youth group, mm-hmm. um, and um, I think there is power in presentations like that. I'm not saying it's positive power. There's power in it. I think it's done absolutely incorrectly. Uh, and and for kids that are way, way too young yeah. to be seeing graphic yeah. images like this. I agree. Uh, just way too young. Um, but I began thinking about one of the things that I've shared with with my youth groups before is a presentation that is called A Letter from Hell. And it has spooky music, and it's it's tough to hear, but it focuses on the idea of, have you shared the gospel with people that you should be sharing the gospel with? I want to play it, and then what I want to do is read comments that were left off of the site uh, that presents this letter from hell and give you an idea of what people in general, both Christian and non-Christian, are thinking about this. Now, a letter from hell is not the hell house, but it is an idea of that bold presentation of you need to wake up and see this. Mm-hmm. But I think done in a better way, you'll hear from some of the comments that people don't think it's done in a better way. This, by the way, is always it, it, I did with my youth group, my senior high youth group, um, and and done when I knew that the people who were, were listening ready. to it 
were ready to hear this. Because once again, the, the stages of the learning and the growth exactly. have to be appropriate. Right. I don't think this is some. Obviously, this is meant for Christians, uh, whereas the Hell House is meant for non-more even. Yeah, non-more. Shock so, them into it. Jimbo, let's go ahead and spin that up. It's about six minutes long, and this is called A Letter from Hell. What if? What if you had a friend who died without knowing Jesus as their personal Savior? What if he or she went to hell? What if one day you received a letter in the mail from beyond? A letter from hell. A letter from your friend in the flames of eternal torment. The following is a dramatic presentation. It was written by a fictitious high school student named Josh to a friend named Zach. Although Zach had every opportunity to tell Josh about Jesus, he didn't. They were best friends. They played soccer together, they went to classes together, they partied together, they shared their lives with each other. But there was one thing Zach held back from Josh. His personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The rest of the story is simple and sad. A few too many beers. A tragic drive home. A crash. A death. A funeral. A letter. Here is that letter in its entirety. A letter from hell. Dear Zach, I died today. It's a lot different than I expected. You see, I always thought dying would bring me into a world that's foggy and hazy. But this place is crystal clear. It's even more real than my life on Earth. I can think. I can talk. I can even feel. Right after the wreck, I could feel my spirit leaving my body. It was the weirdest thing, Zach. I thought I heard you screaming out to me, man. I must have been just imagining things. At first, I was just standing in line, getting registered, I guess. They asked me for my name and began to look thing they call the book of life I guess they couldn't find it though because this huge angel standing next to me grabbed me by the arm and started dragging me away I was terrified I had no idea what was going on I asked the angel where he was taking me but he didn't answer so I asked him again finally he told me that only those whose names were written in the book of life could enter into heaven and the rest would be condemned to hell forever and I was scared the angel threw me into some kind of holding cell where I've been sitting and thinking for a long long time do you want to know what I've been thinking about I've been thinking about you Zach, you're a Christian. You told me so yourself. I mean, we talked about it three different times today. Kelly brought it up, and you laughed it off. Coach Adams brought it up, and you changed the subject. I mean, it came up right before the wreck. Well, the question I can't get out of my mind is this, Zach. 
Why haven't you ever told me about how to become a Christian? I mean, you say you're my friend, but if you really were, you would have told me about this Jesus and told me how to escape this terrible place that I'm headed for. I can feel my heart pounding in my chest. The angels who have been chosen to cast me into hell are coming down the hallway. I can hear their footsteps. I've heard of this hell, Zach. They call it the lake of fire. I can't stand it, Zach. I'm terrified. No, the angels are at the door. Oh, no. No! They're coming in, and they're pointing at me. They're grabbing me and carrying me out of the room. I can already smell the burning sulfur and brimstone. I can see the edge of the cliff where hell burns. This is it. I am without hope. We're coming closer, closer, closer. My heart is bursting with fear. They're holding me over the flames. I'm damned forever. This is it. They have thrown me in. Fire. Pain. Hell. Why, Zach? Why didn't you ever tell me about Jesus? Signed, your friend, Josh. P.S. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Wish you were here. Wish you were bother me with souls to save. I have my own agenda. There's school to do, sports to play, important stuff to attend to. Don't bother me with my friend at work. He's got his own religion. I don't have time to change his mind. He'll make his own decision. Don't bother me with that little girl, the girl playing in the street. She's much too young to understand that the Savior she can meet. Don't bother me with the sounds I hear, the sounds of people shrieking. Although I wonder who they are, who are these victims screaming? Don't bother me with who they are, I really don't want the blame. Because it's my friend at work and that little girl who from hell scream out my name. But don't bother me. Good. <laughs> that was really good. That's what I played for. So you can see that, I mean, it's, it's bold. But knowing you, you <clears throat> used um, some fairly mature sure. teens sure. for their age to reach out to the people who didn't know Christ. Sure. And I think that was your message more than one yeah. of fear of going to hell. Right. And so uh, just like you could put this in in a watered-down idea of fear-mongering, guilt-mongering type of thing – I don't think it's the same as the Hell House. Like I said, I, I felt comfortable using it uh, because I thought it was a great message and it was bold enough that that gets their attention. I want to read with I want to read to you some of the comments okay. of what people said uh, about this being on YouTube. Opened up uh, to obviously uh, believers and non-believers. Uh, the very first one is Kevin Huddleston that says, "Wow." 
You know, the real tragedy here is that anyone would believe this nonsense, let alone impose this oppressive, guilt-driven, evil, hateful dogma on others. It's positively disgusting. If you'd like to believe in a God, that's your business. But if you choose to believe in a God who would claim to be omnibenevolent, all-loving, full of grace, all-powerful, and yet allow, or rather force, something so heinous to happen to one of his own creations— you must either be horribly confused, brainwashed in Christian fundamentalist dogma, sadistic, or in desperate need to get out of the 19th century and into the 21st. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So you can see that, that that's, that's the way that obviously some people view, it. view this, is the idea and the overwhelming idea that just like the Hell House, where – because – Non-believers are, are looking for it too. Where's the love? Right. Where's the love? And and that's and what the they see. And obviously they miss the idea in this letter from hell that the love is that we as Christians care about other people's fate. Right. And what they see is a loving God forcing someone to go to hell. They miss the part of why didn't you tell me how to become a Christian? Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Robert Migraine says, what is worse than simply believing this is that more and more people are constantly brainwashed to believe this when they are most vulnerable. The best examples we have available are children and people who've hit rock bottom but haven't ever put much thought into religion before. Um. Uh, let me see if I can go down here. Where was the one that I liked? <laughs> there was one that I just thought was hilarious, and I can't remember. But those are the same kind of comments that I get on Twitter Absolutely. every solitary day. Yeah, and, and that that that's that's one of the things. One of them had said, uh, so upset with Christians, just really upset with Christians. And had made the comment that they were upset that we were allowed on Earth, and even worse, to breed. Oh wow! Well, I heard it. they've told me I'm destroying the Earth. And Absolutely. That's why they fight with me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a break here in a couple minutes. Uh, wanted to to let you know that uh, the commercial that you heard before. Usually you hear Uncle Gene singing. That was Uncle Gene on the piano playing beautiful. his piano. Just absolutely beautiful. If you want to hear more or get some of Uncle Gene's song, you can go to BeMoreChristlike.com. Scroll down there. You can pick up one of his CDs. Uh, he sings every week for us. Uh, we pray that he's doing better. He's been having a little bit of trouble with his health. Uh, so we pray for Uncle Gene. But that was Uncle Gene on the piano. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about this Hell House um and 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 get into a little bit of if if Christians do celebrate Halloween and we're trying our best not to fight with people who tell us not to but to to give a rationale for why we do it then what is it that we do that makes it okay if if indeed they used to celebrate uh these these pagan things and still do today then what is it that we're doing that makes it any different what makes it okay what are the okay things to do 
um, that that we can hang our hat on and say, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing anything, anything wrong. wrong. <laughs> so, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do this. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, so be thinking about those types of things. But we want you to stay with us. We're continuing our discussion on Halloween and whether or not uh, some Christians, like ourselves, are are just crazy to even consider the idea of enjoying the holiday. So stay with us right on the other side of this break. We're becoming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministries. Here at Higher Desire LLC, our mission is to give our clients long-term financial health. Well, say it out loud, long-term financial health. Makes you smile just thinking about it, doesn't it? Now, what does that mean? Well, it means you're living a long life and you have lots of money. It boils down to a financial life that lasts a lifetime. Tara and I work with a team approach. We have the ability to pull some of the greatest minds in Colorado to work on the best strategies for our clients. We work with the founder and CEO of Accelerated Wealth, a fiduciary security expert, and a tax attorney. You can get more info at www.hiredesirellc.com. Go ahead, check us out. We first want to look at our clients' financial drains. Now think about it. What are some of the major drains that you might have? Take a second, write them down. But this is how we work you have a nest egg that you've worked all your life with. Now there are certain things in the world that are destroying your wealth and once it's gone, it's gone forever. These are wealth transfers. But if there was new information that would change the course of these transfers so you wouldn't lose money, wouldn't you want to know about them? We would like to give you some new ways to look at things so you can recognize the dangers and disasters that could happen to your financial futures. We do this through education, using seminars, webinars, and meeting people one-on-one. Now let's take some time and see if we match some of your drains with ours. What are some of the possible disasters that could put your retirement in jeopardy? Well, first of all, capital losses. Maybe losses in the stock market or things like that. Another one might be taxes. Let me ask you this. Do you think taxes are going down? I don't think they are either. Inflation, a weak dollar, that's going to cause some problems with our, our retirement. How about an illness? One we don't like to talk about, but maybe a loss of a spouse. If you lose a spouse, would you lose a Social Security check or a pension or some type of income? Of course we would. Maybe lifetime choices. Overspending sometimes causes hardships in retirement. And changing nothing, not adapting to what's going on. All those things could put your retirement in jeopardy. If you'd like more information, call 719-980-0595. Or go to our website, www.HigherDesireLLC.com. Hey guys, just want to give you an update on what we're going to be doing over at the Neville Energy Drink channel. We're going to be doing all of our waterfowl hunting series over there on Knuckle Energy TV. We're also going to be keeping up with Chris Camozzi, the UFC fighter. We're going to be keeping up with Kaylee Geis, the professional archer. She's working her way up to indoor IFAA Vegas World Championships, where she has won two championships as an amateur and is looking to go pro this year. So if you like what we do, come on over to the Knuckle Energy channel. That's Knuckle Energy Drink. Hit subscribe and keep up with us. Thanks. Man, I can't get enough. Kind of like- 
like chicken and biscuits. If you watch a game, it's fun. If you play it, it's recreation. But if you work at it, it's golf. A golf course should aspire to generate as much energy as it consumes. And four miles north of Marion, Indiana, is a golf course that does just that. 6,690 yards of pure energy. Arbor Trace Golf Club is a course that's beauty is matched only by its bite. A course that can test not only the steel of one's nerves, but the metal of their irons. It's a course for the beginner who desires to learn the game as well as the player who is ready to challenge it. So whether you're looking to play just for the fun of the game or the opportunity to work hard on it, Arbor Trace Golf Club is the course for you. Give Arbor Trace Golf Club a shot because in golf, the most important shot you ever make is the next one. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the Road Less Travel, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like, right here on Blog Talk Radio. We're talking about Halloween. I'm here with my sister in Christ, Dawn Orr. I'm Derek Hutchison. Jimbo is in the producer's booth, and we're talking about Halloween, Hell House, Anoka, Minnesota. Should you do it? Don't take your children through the flames with Moloch. Don't practice witchcraft. Here's... Here's the interesting thing to me. We just listened to uh, a recording called A Letter from Hell. Uh, if you're interested in finding the link for that, we will put that on Facebook uh, for people to be able to go and listen to it on YouTube. I've used it for a number of years. It's it's very it's it's been around twenty some years. Well, you need to tell them that you, you know you wouldn't just play this to any youth group. You would right. have the kids ready to handle right. that type of thing, and it's really geared to getting them to talk to their friends after right. they develop the relationship. And a lot of people in the comment section were really upset. How dare you put that much guilt upon people uh, on kids? And and here's here's the thing. Um, the there is that idea of guilt because whether we mean to or whether we are intentionally doing it or not that's what we hear a lot from people who say hey if you do halloween then you're just as bad as everybody else there is always that sense of guilt Absolutely. that that is that is being put on i should have done that and 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 this is kind of where I came down on it when I was deciding whether or not – and I haven't shared that, obviously, with every one of my youth groups because some of my youth groups weren't ready for it, some right. of it. Um, but I have shared it. And I really get to the point of if there is somebody who is close in your life – I mean, just real close. And, and, and in this, in this fictitious, fictitious letter – uh, they were close. They, they did everything. Played right. soccer together. They just, and you haven't shared the most important thing in your life. Why? Then you should feel guilty. There should be guilt uh, about that. Now, I'm not talking about overriding guilt 
conviction there maybe, should be instead of condemnation. Sure, it, it, there should be this thing inside of you. My, it's, I can tell it's nine oh six. You're stomach, hungry again. My stomach is every time around after the second commercial, <laughs> my stomach starts to rumble. Um, but by guilt, what I mean is we should something inside of us, whether whether you want to call it guilt, whether it, whether it was uh, I just heard a beep. Did you hear a beep in my head? Maybe it's my stomach again. (laughs) I don't don't, know. Something, whether it's a a conviction from the Holy Spirit, there should be something inside of us that says, I haven't shared this with Well, we're all supposed to go out and share the Great Commission with everyone. And we don't don't do that. Um, But if we don't do that, shouldn't we look at somebody and say, you know what? I share everything else with this person. I have talked about everything else with this person, but I've never told them about Jesus. How true is your relationship then? If you go on SolomonHutch.com, S-A-L-O-A-N-D-H-U-T-C-H, it's a sister show that we have, my son uh, Jacob and, and his friend Jeremy, on their website, uh, you will see uh, a link to the skit guys. Jacob and Jeremy are in forensics. They do duo uh, interp together. They do comedy and, and presentations and things like that. And they did... A, a one of the skit guys gets as their piece called Friends Tell Friends Everything. And that's what it was about. Wow. And so if you want to see the actual skit of that, you just click on the skit guys and uh, and, and, and follow it uh, along because it really is. And it's that story of uh, you told me everything. I mean, growing up together, they grow up and, and everything. You just never told me about Jesus. Can we go back to the guilt with mm-hmm. with the more mature Christian they're not going to have all these other people in their head. They're going to have the Holy Spirit working in them, um, helping them with the guilt. So it's not guilt. It's either God told me this was the appropriate time to talk to him or he didn't tell me. Because I think we get lost in that Well, I think a a lot of times guilt is like ego. It can be positive and negative. There's nothing wrong with feeling guilty. There is nothing wrong with feeling... That's an emotion. That's an emotion. I feel guilty mm-hmm. that I should have done something and I didn't and I do didn't. it. That's, that's that just leads get, to growth. That leads to growth. It can also be a very negative thing. Yeah. I mean, you can, <laughs> you know, you, it can really tear you down. I lived in a lot of guilt in my life. Yeah, just like just like ego, it can be a very uh, positive thing. It can be a very negative thing. Uh, we have to look and see how we remind people of things, and I think we really need to be careful. For those of you uh, who are looking for kind of an example of that, I encourage you to go and read Romans 14, especially uh, during this time of Halloween when people are are throwing verses at you that are just fantastic verses, but sometimes I'm not sure whether they apply. They pick a gear that they want it to go to instead of taking the overall Bible. And I've used this before, and I used it on the show uh, yesterday, and it's just one of my favorite Latin sayings. It just, it really is because, it, and it's a post hoc ergo propter hoc. And what it means is, after it, therefore, because of it. And and really what that means is, we use it all the time, that says something follows something, therefore it caused what happened uh, before. Or what happened before caused that. And it isn't always true. And I think what happens is, we we find uh, in in Deuteronomy we find scripture that talks about witchcraft, right. and witchcraft 
was was practiced during Halloween. Therefore, Halloween is evil. Right. I don't think that that always follows. Now, on Halloween, if you're out practicing witchcraft, that's bad. That's exactly right. <laughs> then you are doing it. Then it then it applies. Right. Then it applies. After it, therefore, because of it, is not always true. That's right. That Halloween causes witchcraft, and witchcraft is evil. And Halloween therefore, doesn't always... Therefore, Halloween is evil. evil. That's not always and true. And Halloween doesn't mean you contact the evil spirit. Exactly. And so it's very easy to find scripture that warns us and cautions us against doing things that used to be done or or even done nowadays. Even if they are now, yes. Uh, and then, therefore, guilt by association. And it's just not so. And it's not so. It's just not so. Um, and I, I think that that is a lens that people see it through, but they don't see it through the, the Christ lens that shines light on right. all those false things. And so what you see a lot and you hear a lot on on when Christians talk about they talk about alternative ways to celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Harvest parties. I've, I've never understood those. Um, in in the light of you can't you still can't separate it from the accusation of you're still celebrating harvest, which was what the Celtic people did, and, and the Celtic people were evil. That's right, and, and so you're evil. Season, so that's evil again, right? So and then you say, okay, well we dress up as. As farmers or or biblical people, well, well, you're still dressing up, and dressing up was used by the Celtic people, and the Celtic people were evil, and so So you're evil. You just put a spin on it instead of defining it out. And so let me tell you this: if you want to have a harvest party, do it. If you if you think that's right for your church, and you want to celebrate the thankfulness that God that you have for God for for whatever, hey, do it. If you want to dress up for like Bible characters, he gave you for the, the for the winter. That's right. If you want to dress up in Bible characters, do Amen. it. That sounds like fun. Now, if your church wants to get together and and have a satanic ritual out in a field somewhere and that's sacrifice an animal, <laughs> I'm going to say different. I'm not sure that's that that's that's right in line with our thinking. Right. That's, that's, that's bad. There's no light on that. Then it's easy to say you're practicing which don't do that. There has to be. Otherwise, we could find something bad with everything. Absolutely. And guess what? Many Christians do. It's like they're looking for an excuse. They're so they're so rigid, afraid of to to live. Right. And that's the point they're that I wanted to life. get to was I think we are missing. George and I talk about this a lot. It drives us crazy in politics. Even in Christianity, we are missing the common sense factor. And and some people believe that Christianity is this rigid faith, that I believe this way and Scripture says this and I will not deviate from it. Guess what? I believe that. I believe that Scripture is this way and I'm not going to deviate from it. But how do I apply it? That When you take the, the word from the page and make it the word in your heart, how is it different? So when you read scriptures from Deuteronomy, when you read 
uh, do not let your children pass through the fires of Moloch. How does that apply in your life? What does that mean? If you think to yourself, that means I don't celebrate Halloween, then don't celebrate Halloween. That's right. But simply because you believe that that's what it means doesn't mean that that's what somebody else believes. Now, there are some things that... And that's where Christians become a stumbling block for other Christians. But there are some things that we call, you know, that we think are the tenets of our faith that aren't up for discussion, that... I mean, when you talk about uh, the, the Virgin Mary, when you talk about Satan, when you talk about redemption, when you talk about salvation, those are the types of things that really aren't up for discussion because they are so well laid out. All through the Bible. But because there is no discussion about Halloween, it, it's open to, to individual interpretation. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that trick-or-treating is actually celebrating the Day of the Dead. I don't. It can be. But here's the thing they use. It's fear that's being used. And in the Bible, it says we're not supposed to live in a spirit of fear. Right, that God does not give us a spirit of fear. And so I just really, I'm, uh, you know, as we as we down uh, kind of boil down on this this episode, I'm going to go back to Anoka, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And some of those things, and I think of the Little People Parade. Oh, that's cool. That that whole to life... me, that's what they do at school when they have the little elementary kids all walk <laughs> up on the stage and off and show off their costumes, you yeah. know. And you used to do that, and and now some church or some schools they don't are allow it anymore. Well, no, uh, I think what I think what the primary school does is uh, you dress up as your favorite book character. Oh, as your favorite character in a book. I'm not Those sure that they might still, be kind of hard to find, still, and you had to make your own. <laughs> I'll tell you what; some of those teachers are ingenious. I bet they are. I mean, there's a lot of anyhow. I, I think there is this idea that that is kind of circulating that that it can't be a time of uplifting, community uh, supporting done for a good reason simply because of of historical past or uh or present i guess i look at some of those things that anoka minnesota is doing and they say they're kind of fun they do i'm not going to go to everything but you know I'd like to see a little people parade. Absolutely. That's I'd like to see the little preschoolers, first graders, second graders parading down Main Street of our town in their costumes. Absolutely. Tell me, what what is the harm? Well, you know, I just look at all the opportunities that you have for people to engage with each other and develop relationships. To build relationships, relationships. that's And right. to love and to laugh, yep. to get rid of the fear, to smile, to have yeah. joy and spread that. Yeah. And and would you really walk up to one of those little first graders and say, you know what, you're really worshiping the devil? They wouldn't have the foggiest idea what you're yeah. talking about. Or walking up to a parent and saying, you know what, you're encouraging your child to worship the devil. Because that's not what we're doing. We're encouraging them to go My out. My kid's walking down the street with a costume on. And I just, uh, I, I think that's where the common sense has gone. Again, do bad things happen on Halloween? Absolutely. Because there's evil in the world and there's evil people in the world. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely bad things happen. But guess what? They worship on Thursday nights, August 12th, too. Should I not be a part of that day? It it, it just doesn't pass the common sense muster for me um, that says, you know, if, if God tells me don't be involved with evil things, then I'm not going to be. But what is evil but, about a child walking exactly. down a street in a princess yeah. costume? Now, is it good that my if if my son says, you know what, we're going to go out and vandalize a little bit on? No, that's not good. All that's, that's not, not what good. it's about. And you know what? That has nothing to do with worshiping Satan. That's that has to do with being a seventeen and eighteen year old who likes to get in trouble and has to have their their parents say, you know what, you do that. It's and one of those valuable learning things yeah. that keep you out of trouble when you're twenty five. Teachable moment. Yes. We've lost our common sense, and we've lost our common sense. And I think the Hell House is a good example of losing common sense perspective. I agree. Trying to take a message that is real and provide it to people who aren't on your side to begin with to somehow see. there We can't seem to find the middle ground in Christianity. The spectrum of, of Christianity is either so amazingly hokey and you've seen hokey Bible movies. You've seen them. They're on there. And we know them. And, and we as Christians turn them on and we we shudder. Oh, my. This is what we did. Or they're so far extreme, like the Hell House. There's got to be a common sense metal for Christianity that yeah. says we have to do something to bring people in who absolutely hate us. That's what you're trying to do as Christians. That's what we're trying to do. You read it in the comments. And see, I don't even try to bring them in. I just love the family, love right. together. So. How do I present something to them so that it's palatable for them? And it's different for every every person that you meet. Right. But as a group effort, I don't think the Hell House, I think it's working against itself. I think the Hell House is an opportunity for a church to say what it believes. And it really doesn't care what other people think about well, it. And it also doesn't care who it hurts. I know. And that's really the that bad thing. You've got little love. kids that are throwing up, and I don't see the love. I don't see that. And it. I don't like them. I was really upset that it was done in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I, in, up in Denver yeah. area. Uh -huh. I was really... Denver has a hell house. Yeah. Uh, they're very popular nowadays. They're getting less and less popular as people are starting to sue them. Um, and they're getting less and less popular, uh, and, and people are starting to be angered at them more because society is changing, and the things that we say as a society are acceptable and good and right have changed. That's right. And so now we we have been lumped in. I, I noticed, and I... I was. We only got a few minutes left here, but I was watching a YouTube presentation by the Young Turks, and the Young Turks is a very liberal uh, web podcast that they do, and they were talking about the Hell House and how horrible it was, and and how this is this is what Christians and they kept using and and I've seen it a number of times. They keep using the term fundamentalist Christians, mm -hmm. and it is being lumped in to the same in the same vein as fundamentalist Islamics. 
Ooh. Yeah, because when you hear fundamentalist yeah. Islamics, you you uh, know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. And is being lumped into this is what fundamentalist Christians are. We do ourselves in. I I know. We and just that's, do that's our what own we're doing. in. We can't. We can't. We're the devil's a- advocate when we do that kind of stuff. I really don't think that the devil bothers us much because he doesn't need to. He doesn't have to. We're yeah. We got to get our stuff together if we're ever going to be uh, really powerful in the working of uh, for God. Mm-hmm. Something has to change because we we fight amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't agree on anything. And we're not doing anybody who's outside the body of Christ any good. Because the witness that we bring forth is is confusing, is hypocritical. We need to, yeah, we just need I to. I agree. We need to, if that's our mission. Now, if your mission as a church is to take care of the Christians that are inside of it, then by golly, you should be okay. Even though we found out that that doesn't always work. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) That doesn't always work. But if you're a missional church, if you're a missional person that believes in the Great Commission, that says everything I do, whether it's on Halloween or June 3rd, needs to be Christ-like and always doing something that seeks out the lost, then we got to change. I always like to think of the Holy Spirit living in within me. So, of course, mm-hmm. God is with me every solitary day, right. every second of the day. Right. And so everything you should do should honor him. Yeah, yeah. And how is it that we do? We confess the, the love of God um, without one, without compromise? Because that's that's not what we want to do. No. Uh, we don't compromise the word to make it fit to society. But we do look at society and say, how is it that the word would be best palatable for them? Mm-hmm. And can I do that? Mm-hmm. And I think Hell House is the wrong direction. I agree. I just think that it is. So, uh, and I think condemning each other on Halloween is the wrong direction. Well, I think that's boy, what I've seen a lot of just yeah. attacks on it. And that to me is really bad. Yeah. So next week, we're going to continue talking about Halloween. Uh, We're going to talk about costumes. Oh, we are. We're going to talk about costumes. costumes. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of the costumes. Oh, I got Um, a picture coming up on on Facebook on that. I saw that. Oh, did you see it? I saw that you've got something because you're going to talk about costumes. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of that. A lot of people will talk about that. We're going to talk about, uh, and I'm going to share, and, and I think you're in the same boat, is that there's a lot of costumes we don't agree with. Absolutely. Um, uh, that that we don't particularly like. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we build up to our uh, October 31st Halloween uh, special. Oh, and you still haven't enlightened me on what we're doing then either. I have, just because I have no idea. We're just, oh, okay. We're building up to it. We do want to thank you for listening uh, to this episode. Remind you to go to BeMoreChristlike.com. Uh, share that with people. The episodes are there. You can go back and listen to uh, older episodes. You can go back and listen to older studies. Just kick, click on the previous studies uh, tab and take you there. Again, join us in on our Facebook at Becoming Christlike, our Twitter at Christlike Today, and join in the fun. Absolutely. As we talk about Halloween. So for everybody here at Becoming Christlike, for Dawn, myself, for Jimbo, who's in the producer's booth, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Join us next Friday, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Times as we encourage each one of us uh, to become more and more Christ-like. God bless. God bless.